All right, family, we're back. We're going to pick up, continue reading in the gospel according to John. We are in chapter 10. And um, things are picking up. Jesus is battling daily, it seems, with the uh, Jewish religious leaders who hate him. They want to they find an offense against him so they can have him executed, or so, so they can have him tried, found guilty, and then execute him. So uh, that's where we're at. A lot of people, though, Jesus' followers, uh, mind you, disciple and follower is different. Um... We're noticing that that followers don't necessarily believe in Jesus as the Messiah or the Son of God. A lot of them follow to see miracles, to experience miracles, to be healed. A lot of people follow out of curiosity. Um, you know, a lot of people just follow the crowd. That's, that's what people do. And there's many, many crowds following Jesus. But then, then there's those who actually believe in him and confess that he is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. So that's where we're at right now. And we are in the easy-to-read version, the ERV. By the way, if you want to find where you can access that version free, just uh, download the Bible app. And the little icon is a brown, a brown Bible that says Holy Bible on it. So that's the icon that you'll, that you'll see. And that way you'll know you're in the right version. And you can access the ERV through that app, along with a whole bunch of other translations. Um, but it might require you to go download it first, and then you can access it. Um, it's, it's not the, the, they give you a few, like right off the bat, but then there's others you can download. And there's tons and tons of others. Uh, but easy, e either way, the ERV is what I'm reading from. Let's continue. The caption reads, the shepherd and his sheep. Verse 1, Jesus said, It is certainly true that when a man enters the sheep pen, he should use the gate. If he climbs in some other way, he is a robber. He is trying to steal the sheep. But the man who takes care of the sheep enters through the gate. He is the shepherd. The man who guards the gate opens the gate for the shepherd. And the sheep listen to the voice of the shepherd. He calls his own sheep, using their names, and he leads them out. He brings all of his sheep out. Then he goes ahead of them and leads them. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. But sheep will never follow someone they don't know. They will run, they will run away from him because they, they don't know his voice. Jesus told people, Jesus told the people this story, but they did not understand what it meant. Next caption, Jesus is the good shepherd. Verse 7, So Jesus said again, I assure you, I am the gate for the sheep. All those who came before me were thieves and robbers. The sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will be able to come in and go out. They will find everything they need. A thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came to give life, life that is full and good. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. The worker who is paid to keep the sheep is different from the shepherd. The paid worker does not own the sheep. So when he sees a wolf coming, he runs away and leaves the sheep alone. 
Then the wolf attacks the sheep and scatters them. The man runs away because he is only a paid worker. He does not really care for the sheep. I am the shepherd who cares for the sheep. I know my sheep just as the Father knows me, and my sheep know me just as I know the Father. I give my life for these sheep. I have other sheep too. They are not in this flock here. I must lead them. I must lead them also. They will listen to my voice. In the future, there will be one flock and one shepherd. There's a little bubble for that. It reads, I have other sheep, dot, dot, dot. It's saying, Shepherd Jesus means he has followers who are not Jews. And then it says, see John chapter 11, verse 52. We'll see that tomorrow when, we, when I read that. Verse 17, the Father loves me because I give my life. I give my life so that, so that I can get it back again. No one takes my life away from me. I give my own life freely. I have the right to give my life, and I have the right to get it back again. This is what the Father told me. Now we're going to see that, spoiler alert, when Jesus is hanging from the cross, he, they say, it says he gives, up his, he gives up the ghost. He surrenders his spirit. All right, so no one takes his life from him. He gives his own life freely. Verse 19, again, the, oh man, if you want to go deep, it's because the wages of sin are death. And Jesus is perfect and was without sin. Therefore, he would have hung on that cross forever because without sin, he would have never died. So he, he gave up his own spirit. He surrendered his spirit because he had to die so that he could die for the sins of the world and then be raised from the dead again. Spoiler alert, if you didn't know, but it's still going to be very exciting when we get to that point. Let's continue. Verse 19. Again, the Jews were divided over what Jesus was saying. Many of them said, a demon has come into him and made him crazy. Why listen to him? But others said, these aren't the words of someone controlled by a demon. A demon cannot heal the eyes of a blind man. Next caption, the Jewish leaders against Jesus. This is like round 15. Verse 22. It was winter, and the time came for the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. A bubble reads, This is the festival of dedication, Hanukkah, or Festival of Lights, a special week in December, celebrating the time in 165 BC when the Jerusalem temple was made pure and ready again for Jewish worship. Before then, it had been under the control of a foreign Greek army and used for pagan worship. Pagan meaning worship of many gods. So, so Jesus was in the temple area at Solomon's porch. The Jewish leaders gathered around him. They said, how long will you make us wonder about you? If you are the Messiah, then tell us clearly. Jesus answered, I told you already, but you did not believe. I do miracles in my Father's name. These miracles show who I am. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give my sheep eternal life. They will never die and no one can take them out of my hand. That's comforting. If we are, if we are followers, if we are disciples of Jesus, no one can take us out of his hands. 
He, he keeps us. He secures us. He's got us. My father is the one who gave them to me, and he is greater than all. A little bubble reads. Mm. It says, some Greek copies says, they are greater than all. So a copy meaning a different trans, a, a different uh, artifact that was found, biblical artifact that was found, read something slightly different. But either way, and he is greater than all. No one can steal my sheep out of his hand. Uh, backtrack, if it was, they are greater than all. We know that God is, is in fellowship with himself, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So either way, that's accurate. And he is greater than all. No one can steal my sheep out of his hand, the hand of the Father. The Father and I are one. Verse 31. Again, the Jews there picked up, st picked up stones to kill Jesus. But he said to them, The many wonderful things you have seen me do are from the Father. Which of these good things are you killing me for? They answered, We are not killing you for any good thing you did, but you say things that insult God. You are only a man, but you say you are the same as God. That is why we are trying to kill you. Jesus answered, It is written in your law that God said, I said you are gods. This scripture called those people gods, the people who received God's message. The people who received God's message. And scripture is always true. So why do you accuse me of insulting God for saying, I am God's son? I am the one who... God chose and sent into the world. If I don't do what my father does, then don't believe what I say. But if I do what my father does, you should believe in what I do. You might not believe in me, but you should believe in the things I do. Then you will know and understand that the father is in me and I am in the father. They tried to get Jesus again, but he escaped from them. Then he went back across the Jordan River to the place where John began his work of baptizing people. Jesus stayed there and many people came to him. They said, John never did any miraculous signs, but everything John said about this man is true. A bold testimony, speaking of John the Baptist, speaking of his testimony of Jesus. All right, they say everything that John said was true. And John's saying that Jesus basically is the truth, the one y'all been waiting for, the Messiah. And many people there believed in Jesus. That's how it ends. So, kind of full circle, Jesus um, went back to the area where John the Baptist was baptizing people. He stayed there. Many more people came to him. And these, these people are, are saying that John didn't do any miraculous signs, but everything John said about this man is true. So as we're nearing the end of Jesus's ministry, it started with John the Baptist preaching the kingdom, preaching repentance because the kingdom of him, the kingdom of heaven was at hand, meaning it was drawing near, meaning Jesus was about to be on the scene and establish the kingdom. So John was preaching that in the beginning and then Jesus comes, John says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He tells his disciples to follow Jesus. John tells his own disciples to go follow Jesus. Um, and then basically all 
Everybody else who was following John started following Jesus. John said, I must decrease and you must, and he must increase, meaning Jesus. So all throughout, um, as Jesus is moving, establishing his kingdom, uh, performing miracles and signs, and many, many, many teachings regarding the kingdom, um, we also see there's individuals who are receiving his message. Then there's people that are kind of in between. And then there's people that are flat out denying him and, and hating him. Um, nevertheless, the work is being done and the message is being put out there. And that's the point of it. Jesus is preaching the kingdom. Um, and kind of full circle, these people are, Jesus already foretold that he was going to be arrested and persecuted and killed. These leaders are saying that we're trying to kill you. They just said it in this chapter. And uh, now Jesus has returned to the area where John the Baptist started all of this. Um, so we're starting to see this whole thing playing out. Um, still a lot more to come. It definitely keeps getting exciting. A lot of important events are going to happen. And um, there's still there's still going to be more teachings that Jesus is going to share that are relevant, important, and uh, timeless. So be encouraged. Uh, chapter 11 is coming up. Highlight from this chapter is John chapter 10, verse 10. I memorize it from a different version, uh, the New King James Version. It's a different translation. But in, and then, um, so this is what I remember from it. John 10, 10 is the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come, Jesus, that you may have life and life more abundant or life to the fullest. So the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The thief is the devil, is Satan. Steal, kill, and destroy. I like to say that he will, he will steal your joy. He will kill your, your progress and your purpose in life. He will kill your relationship with God by enticing you to sin. And he wants to destroy you. He wants you to die in your sin and go to hell and be damned eternally forever with him. It's like he's drawing you down. Hell was made for Satan and his demons. Satan is doing his best job to lure you into a life of sin to the point where you die before you can repent and turn to Christ. So the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus has come that we might have life and life to the fullest. Never forget that. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now just thanking you and your plan for, for redemption for mankind. Thank you for Jesus um, just making it very simple, Lord, that all we have to do is believe in him and obey, and we will be saved, eternal life. Um, give us the strength, Lord, to resist temptation, to turn away from the evil ones, Lord. Protect us from the enemy who wants all of us damned and help us just cling to, cling to the Lord. Help us cling to you, God. You say, resist the devil and he will flee you. The devil is a, is a very real adversary, Lord, but you are a far, you are an infinitely superior force. So when we cling to you, Lord, we have power over Satan. We have power over the works of the devil. But God, let us never stray from you. Let us cling to you and your love and your commandments. Let us trust and rely in you because though we are weak through you, with you, we are strong and we can do all things through you who strengthens us. I thank you, Lord, 
for this message of truth, for this message of salvation and hope. Continue to teach the hearts and the minds of the listeners. May they grow in their faith and their understanding and their wisdom and knowledge of who you are and what it means to walk in fellowship with you. Establish the kingdom in the hearts and the lives of the listeners, Lord. Let us be more like Jesus, great stewards, patient, caring, compassionate individuals, submissive, submitting to the Father, and just serving, serving, serving. Serve God, serve your neighbor. Love God, loving neighbor. So I thank you for this eternal message of peace and hope. Bless the listener, and I thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, everybody, chapter 11 tomorrow. Have a great rest of the day. God bless you. Peace.